Welcome to the Eco News Report. I'm your host this week, Tom Wheeler, Executive Director of EPIC, the Environmental Protection Information Center. The Eco News Report is brought to you by Humboldt Distilleries. You know, if you have ever gone for a long, hot afternoon bike ride, a great way to refresh yourself would be a great cocktail with some Humboldt Distilleries liquors. You can find these organic products locally made in Fortuna, California at your local grocer. And welcome to Bike Month, everyone. May is the start of Bike Month, and we have two great guests here joining the Eco News. Colin Fisk, Executive Director of the Coalition for Responsible Transportation Priorities. Hey, Colin. Hi, Tom. And we have Dave Ryan, an organizer with the Bike Month Coalition and a member of the Transportation Safety Committee for the City of Arcata and just a, a general all-around bicycle enthusiast. Hey, Dave. Hi, how you doing, Tom? I'm doing well. I'm doing well because it's bike month. It's my favorite month of the year. It is the start of our wonderful, I, I think May is the best weather month of Humboldt County. We we start off mornings with sunshine instead of fog like you do in, in the, the middle of the summer. And you, you have this wonderful opportunity with all the sunlight to get out and ride your bikes. So let's talk about bike month. Let's talk about how folks can get engaged with the collective activities that are being sponsored for this month and how folks can get more into biking, which is a great way to recreate during the age of COVID. So, so like at the 30,000 foot level, Dave, what is bike month here in Humboldt County? Well, bike month in Humboldt County, we used to focus pre COVID days on a bike to work day. Mostly we've been doing that for a number of years, the Bike Month Coalition has had some regular members who we would focus on that and have a lot of activities to encourage bicycling, whether it was to work, to school, for recreation, just getting around. And so we would have a couple of rallies where there'd be usually a rally in Eureka, a rally in Arcata, bike, you know, bike to work day rally. People would gather, there'd be prizes and food and, and it was great. And so 2020, basically it all got, got canceled. We just, we didn't quite know how to pivot. There's a 2020 term for you. I had to throw that in somewhere today. And so we decided 2021, we really need to get this going again. And so there is, there's a, actually a national, May is National Bike Month. There's also a bike week from May 17th to 23rd. There's a bike to work day. May 21st, that's identified. And then National Ride a Bike Day, May 2nd. But in Humboldt, we decided we're just going to focus on May as Bike Month. And we can go over some of the activities, non-congregational type activities, unless you're with your pod, to enjoy Bike Month for the month of May. That, that That's kind of the background of where we got to what we're doing this year. Perfect. Well, so you've mentioned that COVID changed things pretty considerably last year, and you're you're adapting to the new normal. Thankfully, it seems like the folks who are wanting to get vaccines here in Humboldt County are, are now getting them, and we're getting shots in arms. So we'll go back to perhaps a, a full return to normal next year for the 2022 Bike Month. So for for this year's Bike Month festivities, how how are how are things changing because of COVID? Yeah. So. As Dave mentioned in previous years, there's been a, a, a lot of focus on sort of group rides and rallies and things like that. And while certainly we know that out of doors activities are much safer than indoors activities, the, the Bike Month Coalition is erring on the side of caution and, and not doing any 
major big group events, but instead we're doing kind of individual but social events and some virtual events. So for example, every Sunday during the month of May will be a cycle Sunday where people are encouraged to go out and bike around wherever they may need to go. And you'll be able to pick up little bike plates at local city halls and bike shops and the co-op that you can attach to your to your bike that says Bike Month Humboldt to show your support and kind of share that you're biking as part of this event. There will be a couple of online webinars, one for virtual bike skills sharing and one for bike-friendly drivers. There will be a short bike virtual film fest, a scavenger hunt, and bike bingo. So all sort of things that you can do with your pod or on your own while sharing sharing together online and, and via other means. And of, of course, a reminder that outdoor recreation is generally deemed to be a pretty safe activity during COVID. The safest thing you could do is, is be outside, right? And so this is a great way to get some exercise to to burn off some of that weight that we've all gained um, as a result of COVID, or at least I have considerably gained as a result of COVID. So there is also a, a competition of sorts attached to Bike Month. And this is something that I, I know folks continue to to do throughout the year in in some form, which is track their miles. And we have a a great website, lovetoride.net, where you can register how many miles that you've ridden for for fun or for for work. And it collects all those miles for for folks in Humboldt County and and tells us how many cumulative miles that we've we've biked as a community and how many pounds of CO2 we've saved as a result from from doing bike trips as, as opposed to car trips. And using this, there's a competition of sorts for, for Bike Month. Dave, can you tell us a little bit more about this competition? Yeah, the Love to Ride site is a great one to go to. I'd encourage people to go to there. You can register, and you can either register as an individual. You can sign up with a team in past years. I work part-time for the city of Arcata also, so we had about a half dozen of us that signed up as a team. Matter of fact, we may have had two teams. So different groups, organizations, businesses would sign up. And and again, like I said, individuals are welcomed. And once you're signed up, it's really easy on that website to track either every ride you took, how far you went, and then it it keeps a total, a running total. And some of the things, and then once you're on there, you're also eligible for various prizes that usually the bike shops, the co-op, other sponsors like that would donate. And some of the things that people would try to accomplish or just say number of rides for the month of May or miles. Some people are really the get out and do the monster rides on the weekends. So usually uh, we kind of knew in advance you might might take those those competitions. That wasn't kind of my forte. I was sort of in the middle. I could, could do an occasional long ride, but mine was mostly getting to working back, my grocery trips to the co-op, or just getting around town for various errands. So you just, people can either, you can estimate your mileage, or I think there may be a, a link on there to, to put, there's this application called Strava. People are probably familiar with it. They do it for running, cycling, and it's, it's pretty user-friendly to link up with that. And, and people are posting photos. It's, it's really cool to see where people are riding and the groups they're riding with. Of course, nowadays, you know, hopefully you're riding with groups that are people you're safe to be around. And then 
yeah, and then you might get an email and say, hey, you were picked randomly for a prize. And so you might win a bike light or a free tune-up or something from a from a bike shop. So the Love to Ride website is is a pretty cool way to, to get involved and kind of keep yourself motivated if you need a little motivation to get out and get on your bike. I know it always helps me rather than just jumping in the car. I said, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe it's only a mile and a half to the co-op or three miles here. I can I can handle that. So definitely encourage people to, to go there. It's also going to be the website that I think we're going to have links to some of the other activities that are going on if you want to find out about that. So humbike.org is one of them. That's the Humboldt Bay Bicycle Commuters Association. They're going to they're going to be advertising a lot of the things that are happening. And then, of course, bikemonthhumboldt.org. So actually, if you go to bikemonthhumboldt.org, it'll direct you directly to Love to Ride. So it's, it's a cool challenge. It, it's a fun thing that's part of it. And, you know, it is just a little bit past 10 a.m. And we already have four posts on Love to Ride with folks who have recorded their mileage. So folks are already out there recording their miles. So you should sign up and try to to win. See, <laughs> see if you could be the number one miles getter in the month of May, which would be pretty impressive. I was just going to add, I, I, I want to I kind of emphasize that for bike month, this really, it's more of a friendly challenge than like a cutthroat competition. There's, there's no, there, there are people like Dave said, who are real serious cyclists, but you know, you could never have gotten on a bike before and you just get your family together and say, I'm going to take five rides this month or whatever it might be. And that's, that's, we're all about that. So no matter what your level or what your ambition is, just register and get on a bike. And that's what it's all about. And I, I would also like to point out some some stuff that Dave highlighted on the website. It is it is inspiring. So when you go here, I think that you'll want to ride because you can see other people and how they are are doing. And so you, you get a little bit of competition, you get a little competitive spirit in you. And you can also see there are testimonials about why people ride. So Jeffrey R says, I ride because riding keeps me saying yo. Her Hernan says I ride because it feels good. Kimberly said I ride because it's fun. Kaylee says, I love to ride because I love moving in the outdoors. So there's also a photo gallery. So you could go on a bike ride and you could go see some zebras out by Centerville Beach, right? Like it gives you all sorts of fun ideas of of places you could go ride. Colin, I'm really glad that that you brought up that this can be an opportunity as well. Bike month can be a way to get back into bike riding. I, I know a lot of us probably learned how to ride a bike as a kid, training wheels and all. And maybe we've lost touch with our biking selves as adults. So if if someone was wanting to get back into biking, well, one, I, I would encourage them to go to ridehealthy.com, where there is all sorts of information about how you can safely bike ride in the coronavirus era. And there's also a, a guide there about how to get back into bike riding. But if someone hasn't ridden in, in, a, in a while, what, what are some things that you would suggest to them for, for a first bike trip or when, or perhaps even when kind of looking for, for a bike? Well, so the, the first thing I want to say is I'm one of those people who actually never learned to ride when I was a kid. I didn't learn to ride a bike till I was in my twenties. So it's possible. Anybody can do it. And I, and I love riding, I love riding my bike now. So no matter what your background is, I encourage you to start out, get back into it, whatever it is, biking is, it's a great way to get around. One thing that I would recommend is, uh, I mentioned earlier, but on May 17th, 
there's going to be a virtual biking skills workshop. And that'll be good for both for people who ride around regularly, but also for people who are sort of new to it and just getting into it, provide you with a lot of safety tips and things that you might want to know about how to, how to ride effectively and safely on the road. I think we have a lot of local great bike shops. And one of the things that I would emphasize is if you're really just starting out and if you don't have a bike or, or you have an older bike and you're not, you haven't ridden it very much, it varies. It varies by person. It varies by your physical abilities and, and what you're interested in doing and where you're going to be riding. And, and our local bike shops are great at giving advice and tuning up your bike and finding the right bike and equipment for you. So I would really encourage people, if they're just at that starting point, to, to go and chat with someone at one of the local bike shops and kind of get their personalized advice that way. And I, I would also like to highlight the bikers, I feel like, are, are the antithesis of, of surfers, where if you tell any surfer that you're getting into surfing, they kind of groan because there'll be one more person stealing their waves or getting in their way. Bikers are stoked that there will be another biker out there. So if you, if you feel hesitant or if you feel nervous or a little bit embarrassed that it's been so long and you don't really know what you're doing, if you go into a bike shop and you say that you're looking to buy a bike or looking to get back into biking, folks there will be thrilled. So, so don't, don't worry about that. Dave, any, anything else on, on how to get back into biking or, or recommendations perhaps for someone who is looking to buy their first bike as an adult, a good kind of training bike? Cause I, I don't think that we all need to go to the, the super aggressive carbon fiber, tubeless, whatever, $8,000 bikes. Right. I, I agree. Totally. I, I think, I think Colin nailed it. And I mean, my, my bike isn't a real super lightweight bike and it's mostly flat where I ride. I mean, we have quite a bit of flat areas, people who are willing to take on the hills on a regular basis, boy, my, my hat's off to them, but it kind of along the line of the, the surfers comparison with bicyclists that, that kind of ties right into bike on Sundays is one of the things that since we're not really having congregation type events this year and activities where we all get together, one of the things we came up with is, hey, let's get these bike plates, which I should probably explain what that is. It may not be evident on its name. It's just basically like a little Oh, five and a half by seven or something card. It's like a number tag if you were to be running a race or something, but you can zip tie it to the front of your handlebars and it has the bike month logo on it. And we're encouraging anybody to, to pick one of those up at the local bike shops or they're going to be at city halls, the North Coast Co-op. And you can put that on your bike. So while you're out riding in the month of May, you see other people with that bike month logo, you can give them a wave and go, hey, yeah, I'm with you. And Sunday is the day we're suggesting, like to see a lot of people out. It's a a good day, of course, any day. But Sundays, you know, maybe we'll see out out there and everybody can give each other a wave. So yeah, I, I think Colin nailed it in terms of kind of just getting back into it and make sure you've got a helmet. And the bike shops really do. They really are supportive. They love when they see people come in. And you can bring in your old bike, walk in with it, and they'll help you check it out and make sure you're safe to go. Eco News Report. Joining us are Dave Ryan, an organizer with the Bike Month Coalition, and Colin Fisk of the Coalition for Responsible Transportation Priorities. And I want to add, too, just one more thing, which is we're, we're getting – there are more and more options for people, people who might not – 
feel super confident getting on a bike right now. There are more and more options ranging from e-bikes that might give you a, an extra assist to get up that hill that Dave was talking about, you know, say you live up a hill or something, to like adult tricycles, to all sorts of trailers that will help you haul your cargo or your kids. There's all sorts of different things available. So if you think, you know, I can't do it because I'm not in good enough shape or I have, I have, a, I have an issue with my mobility or I have, I have to schlep my kids around or whatever it might be, there's, there is an option for you. Absolutely. And one last thing on, on getting back into biking, I think that you'll find it is a Proustian experience where you will relive the same sort of feelings again that you've had when you were a kid riding your bike, the, this kind of sense of freedom and adventure and fun. There's something about having the wind just whip through you as you ride fast down a street that I, I think is exhilarating and is, it reminds me of being 12 years old and being able to ride around my neighborhood on my bike and feeling a, a sense of early independence. So it is, it is a cool experience. I don't think that feeling ever goes away, Tom. Every time I jump on my bike to go out, it's just like, oh yeah, I'm riding my bike again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you. So it was Dave said that in years past, businesses have been sponsors of Bike Month, but I imagine that businesses might be excited about Bike Month because Colin, you told me something the other day, and I think that this is really interesting that bicycle commuters or, or people who ride their bikes are better customers. Can you can you talk about that and and maybe why businesses should try to be bike friendly and what they can do? Yeah, sure. So there is research that shows that people who ride bikes to stores spend as much or more than people who drive, actually a little bit more according to most of the research. And that that might seem a little counterintuitive because it's hard to get like a big item home on a bike maybe, but the reason is that they, they spend a little bit less per trip, but they make more trips on average than, than people who go by car. So if you want, yeah, it's, 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 it's good business for any sort of retailer to encourage people to ride their bikes. It's also, of course, good for the climate and good for the plant and good for everyone's health. So lots of reasons to do that. And yeah, there, there are lots of businesses around that have taken various approaches, especially during past bike months, to encourage riders. You, know, you can offer some sort of little reward or discount or something like that to folks who arrive by bike. I know the North Coast Co-op has recently implemented an alternative transportation stamp card that you can get there. And so if you arrive by bike or by walking or by bus, you can get a little stamp. And after you fill up your card, you get a little discount. So there's all sorts of cool ways that you can you can encourage folks to to do that. And of course, don't forget about employees. There's great ways to encourage employees to to bike to work. And without getting into too much detail, one thing that employers can remember is that biking to work is is healthy and it can reduce your healthcare costs as an employer. And so there's often programs that provide some sort of incentive through the healthcare plan for people to bike or walk to work. So yeah, there's there's lots of different methods out there and would encourage all of the employers and retailers out there to to figure out ways and and if you're if you're curious, you can reach out. Certainly you can reach out to CRTP at transportationpriorities.org. We have a, a little site on their contact info and I'd be happy to talk to anybody who's trying to figure out good ways to incentivize biking and other modes of transportation. I think the thing that I'm always looking for when on my bike and, and considering making a stop at a business is 
is there bike parking? Mm. And so many businesses just lack bike parking or their bike racks are poorly installed or damaged. And it's just discouraging to to try to utilize those stores where you, you don't feel welcome. So uh, a big encouragement to folks from myself that providing bike parking is a way to incentivize people on bikes to shop at your establishment. Thanks for bringing that up, Tom. And I, I wanted to emphasize too that it's not just any bike parking. You you have to provide parking that doesn't block the sidewalk and provides room for different types of bikes and is and is secure, not easy for someone to come and cut through or unbolt or whatever it is. Some of these bike parking facilities aren't all that secure. If you really want to be deluxe, you want to provide weather protection. There's all sorts of good ways in terms of the bike parking to to encourage people to bike. And that brings up one other one other little point, which is just a, this is a personal thing that I've experienced a number of times. And I know other people who shop by bike experience this is that when you're shopping by bike, you're bringing your own bags, right? You have a backpack or, or a paneer or some sort of a a bag. And a lot of stores kind of give you the side eye. If you walk in with a backpack on, understandably, they don't, they don't want people to be shoplifting but I think that's something for retailers to be aware of that if you want to welcome bicycles, you have to you have to understand that folks are going to be arriving with bags and, and figure out a way to to accommodate that. It's also really important that we make it safe for people to ride their bikes. So it, it's obviously we live in a car culture and a lot of our public infrastructure is not designed for bike safety. Thankfully, this is changing and there are some high profile projects that are moving forward that are bike and pedestrian friendly, such as the H&I project in Eureka, which should redesign those two streets to reduce speeding and provide a bike lane in both directions to to have good, easy connectivity between parts of the city for, for bicyclists. So Dave and, and Colin, you both are transportation safety advocates. Dave, you're on the transportation safety committee for the city of Arcata and Colin, you run an organization devoted to this. So what what more can we be doing to help provide a, a safe and reliable transportation system for, for bicyclists? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great subject. I mean, I, I am encouraged that we are doing better than we have in the past and that it used to be Caltrans was all about getting as many lanes as you could go on and let's straighten out the roads and let's put down as much pavement as we possibly can. And And bicyclists were like a second rate thought. And of course, now they're mandated to include bicycling as part of, the, of their overall transportation planning goals. And it, it's great to see that pop up in a lot of their, their projects. I took part recently, just an example project that I've been waiting for years. It's a connection up there that crosses Little River to connect from, say, Scenic Drive back to the Hammond Trail. And just for years and years, it seemed like the answer to that was, well, no, we we can't make that happen. It's too costly. There's just not a feasible way. And I just think through time, it's come around where that that is actually going to be a reality. Yeah, sure. You're going to have to maybe spend 15 or 20 seconds on the bridge there beside the cars, but there will be separation, but it will allow us to not have to jump on the freeway for that little half mile stretch or whatever mile, whatever it was. That's just an example of, of one project where bicyclists and pedestrians, runners, whoever, will have completely separated trails from, from traffic. But yeah, there's, it seems like there's a, you know, the cities and the counties are working more and more on making more of the, 
the the regular streets easier for for bikes to navigate and not only just you know experienced bicyclists and super confident bicyclists the ideas made cars were secondary it was fantastic i loved it colin as a director of a transportation safety organization what what are your priorities for making our roads safer yes yeah, so i think one of the one of the really important principles is that we want to design our roads for the most vulnerable users and and not only that but for sort of the full range of possible users and i think that that is particularly relevant when we're talking about biking we want to make sure that we don't just have facilities that the yeah the most confident aggressive riders will use we want to make sure that we have facilities that kids and families will use and people who are just getting on their bikes and people who are maybe a little bit older and aren't as confident that kind of thing and and so like one one example is on on a busy street you want to have a buffer between the bike lane and between and the cars and often if there's a if there's parked cars you want to have a buffer between the parked cars and the bike lane so that you're not riding in what they call the door zone where people might open their doors and and get in the way so yeah you want to make sure that it's not only safe but comfortable and inviting and and another thing i think that's important to know is that there there's some good research that shows that buffered bike lanes and other really comfortable bike infrastructure actually increases safety for other road users too so and and primarily it does that by slowing them down and by and by forcing them to pay a little bit more attention so we're not just talking about bicyclists we're talking about making the road safer for everybody by providing infrastructure that bicyclists as well as pedestrians and other users can can use. Bicycling is is not just a leisure activity or recreational activity. It is also a necessary part of our transportation future, right Colin? So, if we are going to meet our greenhouse gas goals, it, it's going to mean a pretty significant transformation of our transportation infrastructure. And this means not just rapidly moving to electric vehicles, which is important. That is not sufficient. It is reducing our total number of vehicle miles traveled. And so getting more people on bikes is going to be an important way of reducing total VMT, vehicle miles traveled. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So let's close. Now that you know why bicycling is, is important, how to get back into it, with how, again, you can participate in Bike Month. So Colin, can you can you direct us to the websites that we need? Yes, so bikemonthhumboldt.org, and that will direct you to the Humboldt-specific page for Love to Ride, which will have a bunch of information on it, as well as the place to register your bike for riding. And also humbike.org, that's the Humboldt Bay Bicycle Commuters Association, and they will have the full calendar of events and other information. And also CRTP's website, transportationpriorities.org, and we'll also post the calendar and, and other bike month information there as well. All right. Well, I, I'd like to thank my guests on today's show, Colin Fisk. Thanks, Tom. Of the Coalition for Responsible Transportation Priorities and Dave Ryan, one of the organizers of Bike Month Humboldt. Thank you so much for joining the Eco News Report, and I'll see you out on the road on two wheels. All right. This has been another episode of the Eco News Report. Join us next week on this time and channel for more environmental news from the North Coast of California.